Blog Talk Radio. Mr. Pop. The views and opinions of this show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this network and its affiliates. We appear live every Wednesday night, giving you the extra down of sports coverage right here on the Radio AFS Network, broadcasting via Blog Talk Radio. Um, We're also syndicated on the Arena Sports Network. I believe right now it's Thursday nights when our uh, show gets aired there. So we thank you for listening there. Um, we thank you for listening anyway to that. Anyway, you can get a hold of the program. Of course, the easiest way to listen is just go over to hop on Facebook and um, find find Fifth Down Sports Show and like our page, and all our shows will be up there and ready to go. So, all right, um, we are in the thick of things right now um i've said we're going to do some things a little bit different because it's thanksgiving so um you know we'll start to look at the playoff process in both college football and the nfl we'll break down um we'll break down how the uh how the playoffs are uh situating for each 
each team and each conference, each division. We'll we'll go through um, we'll go through the list, and that's how we'll do the NFL. We'll also get to college, which the college football playoff is out. Lots to talk about there. We got championship Saturday coming up, so. A lot of important games to break down, a lot of games that could change the way we uh, we see the, the season ending. And um, and we, we got of course we've got all the um, all the topics uh, news topics of the day. And um, before I get into my opening statement on the NFL, we had a, a I, I just want to say this. Um, we got a caller on the line already, so I'll, I'll bring I'll bring that caller on in a minute. We're we're going to talk about something that we talked about last year. So I want to I want to I'm going to intro this topic and then we'll take our caller and then we'll uh, we'll dive into it some more. But last year it was about this time, probably about two weeks earlier that we saw Baker Mayfield go complete heel. And for anybody that doesn't know what I'm talking about, go find the program, go to Radio a, uh, go to Radio AFS, go to Blog Talk Radio, search Fit Down Sports Show, find the show from last year. I believe it was November 24th, somewhere around there, um, where we talked about Baker Mayfield against Kansas when he decided to grab his junk and talk trash to the Kansas fans after they slighted him, after they refused to shake his hand um, at, at the coin toss, he went full uh, Baker Mayfield and absolutely embarrassed them and did some acts and, and did some things. Well, we haven't seen that from Baker Mayfield since he had been the number one pick. You know, everybody said, oh, this guy's a hothead, blah, 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 blah. We haven't seen it yet. Baker Mayfield on Saturday went full Baker Mayfield, and I'm hoping this is the start. I said it last year when he did this. I respect his heel status. If he can continue to do this kind of stuff and be this kind of player, as long as he owns it and says, yes, I did it, that's I say what I mean, and as long as he does that and doesn't give the phony apology that he send, tended to give in college, now that he's a pro, just just accept that Baker Mayfield is a heel, and he does whatever he wants to do, and I applaud it. I I this show will always respect Baker Mayfield, and anybody who goes to that level, and we'll talk about Baker Mayfield. Uh, we'll talk about what he did on the other end of this phone call. So let's take the phone call, and we'll then we'll get the show uh, – then we'll kick the show into high gear. So let's see what we got going on. Hey, guys. Sports Show. Good evening, Chris. It's Lou once again. Hey, what's going on, Lou? All right. Um, how was your uh, how was your Thanksgiving? Let's let's start oh, let's start with that. Well, uh we had the family over both sides, so uh that worked out well. And what worked out better is of course the Cowboys uh 
uh, managed to win against the Redskins on Thursday. So that makes now the NFC East a little bit more interesting. And now it's going to come down to who's going to um, take it in the final five games. Yeah, the, the NFC the NFC East got a big bo- big boost this week. Um, yeah, with the cow with the Cowboys winning, with uh, the Eagles beating the Giants, it keeps the Eagles alive. So mm-hmm. the NFC East is is still is still up for grabs. It's it's still going, and um, you know, to win on Thanksgiving was fantastic uh, yeah, for the Cowboys, but now. Tomorrow night is even bigger for the Cowboys, but they do play. They do play the Saints. So, you know, if if the Cowboys are able to pull that game off, then they're a true contender. If if the Cowboys get blown out like the Saints tend to do to people, then the Cowboys are just another team. Yeah, they can make the playoffs, but they're not really a. You know, I wouldn't see them as a threat. However, you would if see they're more able to beat than a contender. If they're able to beat the Saints, then then the Cowboys can stake claim to all right. We're the hottest team. We're and we're rolling into the playoffs. So it'll be a big game. Um, it'll be a big game tomorrow night. Uh, yeah. Should should be fun for all all Cowboys fans out there. Should be ready to go and uh, hope that this team can get it done. Yeah, it should be it should be uh, fairly interesting. Uh, the Bears, of course, with um, how they've done this season, they're best in uh, in years, and looks like they might take the NFC Central. The Bears are still the Bears are still the Bears. Um, you know, they beat they beat the Detroit Lions because Matthew Stafford decided to throw the ball to the uh, you know decided yeah. to throw a pick six to end the game. Um, you know, and you can give as much credit to the Bears as you want, but uh, to me, that just says the Lions were in the game. The Lions were in the game, and the Bears should have no business being in a game with the Detroit Lions at this point. Um, so I'm still skeptical of the Bears. Um, again, they they have a tough ske- they they have a tough schedule down down the stretch, so. We'll, we'll we'll have to keep an eye out for them, but I, I really I really don't think the Bears are much of a I think they're they're in the same category as the Cowboys, where if they make the playoffs, I don't see them as a threat to do much when they get there. Hmm. Well, uh, what do they need? What do they need to do? What do the Bears need? To, well, the, the Bears are the Bears are the Bears. I mean, they they are they're not they're not going to blow you away. I mean, uh, Matt Nagy, the head coach, has done a fantastic job in leading that uh, leading that team, get, getting uh, Mitchell Trubisky to play um, at a, at a very high level. But this is a very young team that has not not done it on a big stage. So I will have, I'll have to see them step up in a big stage before I give them any kind of, before I I put them in a, in a category and say, 
yeah, they can they can go to L.A. and beat the Rams. They can go to New Orleans and beat the Saints. I I don't I don't see that from from this team. This Bears team is a great team. They they're they're doing what they need to do. But really, to me, what shows the Bears dominance is not the Bears being great. It's the Vikings and the Packers are not playing at the levels we thought they were going to play at. Hmm. Well, at eight and three, you got up against the Giants this weekend. I mean, I think it's I think it's almost a sure thing that they're going to win. I mean, the Giants got nothing. Um. Uh, we have, we'll have to see. We'll have to see if Chase Daniels is at quarterback again. We have to see what Mitchell Trubisky. Um, you know, if they have Trubisky, then they should they should blow the Giants away. If Chase Daniels has to play again, it, that throws it up in the air. And I mean, a lot of people want to talk about the Giants, and you know, they lost to the Eagles. The Giants led led the game on Sunday against the Eagles. They led for the majority of that game in the lead. And, you know, it wasn't until the very end when the Giants decided they wanted to be the Giants and blow the game. But also um, what I have to look at for the Giants is, is the thing that nobody's been asking or at least nobody's been answering is what happened to Saquon Barkley on Sunday? All of a sudden, middle of the third quarter, he did not play. And it's very upsetting to find out why. I mean, we haven't been told why. We have. We weren't told that he had an injury. We weren't told that it was for any reason other than he just they did not put him on the field. And... Saquon Barkley is the Giants' best weapon. You could say Odell Beckham all you want, but Saquon Barkley is the guy that gets the most touches. And um, so I have to see what the Giants, what what the story is with Saquon Barkley. If he's if he's if he's hurt and can't play, then the Giants are done. There's no way the Giants can beat the Bears. That's right, yeah. But if they have Saquon Barkley, that gives them a chance. Very slim chance. But mathematically, they're done as well. The Bears are 8-3, and three, but the Bears are not a team that can walk into a stadium and the game is over. I mean... Right. The New Orleans Saints, if they when the New Orleans, if the New Orleans Saints walk in to play the the Giants, you could say the game is over from the opening kickoff. If the LA Rams step in, you could say, all right, this game is over. If the Kansas City Chiefs, the New England Patriots, these kind of teams, those are the kinds of teams that they walk into MetLife Stadium, or as I, I always call it, Giants Stadium. If they walk into right. Giants Stadium. If those teams walk into Giants Stadium, game's over. The Bears are not that team. The Bears are going to have to prove themselves every game and prove them and, and not have a letdown for before before I'm going to give them the stamp of approval that says they can make a run at this. Because right now I see them as a if they make the playoffs, I see them as a one and done. Even if they have a home game, 
I, 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 I would still take the wild card in that game. Um, so I, I'm not sold on the Bears yet. Uh, my brother may feel differently, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why, is he a Bears fan? Unfortunately, yes. Well, then he he should be he should enjoy enjoy what, what the Bears are doing, and you know it, it's not a it's not a it's not a knock on a team to say, hey, you got to go out and prove it. What it means is you're having a good season. We need to see it extended, and and that that's what it means. It doesn't mean oh you're a terrible team because you made the playoffs and lost a playoff game. Like making the playoffs is a hard thing to do in the NFL, and it, but it, it is a growing experience. It's a totally different game from week 17 to playoff week one. It's a totally, it's a totally different scene. So we've got to see what uh, we've got to see how how a young team and a young head coach handles that. Yeah, and for the record, he's been a Bears fan since like 1982. Well, so he's already seen his team win. I don't feel bad for people who have seen their team win a Super Bowl. I have yet to see the Jets win one. I was born a year after they won it. So, so you, you're, so you've been waiting. You've been waiting a long time for that one. Yes. Yeah, and I, I don't, I don't see that remedying itself anytime soon. Not happening in my lifetime at all. <laughs> So, what else is on your mind, Lou? Well, let's see. And um, on the college front, uh, Seton Hall is uh, doing rather decent, but uh, they got some uh, tough games ahead. And Rutgers is playing their Big Ten schedule early, and that worries me a bit. Are you talking college basketball? Yes. Yeah, college basketball. Well, I, I, I've gotten a little bit into college basketball, a little bit more this year than I do in regular in, in years past. Um, not a big college basketball fan, um, really, just because it's it, it it just doesn't doesn't it doesn't appeal to me to watch guys play for a team for one year and then it's a totally new team the next like it, it just it it, it just bought, like I, I I don't feel connected to it. I don't feel connected to it the way I used to about college basketball. You know, and maybe this is because I'm a Yukon fan and Yukon has been uh pretty pretty much garbage the last couple of years and yeah. They do play in as as I told uh I was having a conversation with some some people last night. You know, UConn plays in the abyss that is the American Athletic Conference, which gets buried on. I uh, I mean, they're basically on CBS Sports, which is a network that nobody watches, um, and and nobody oh, cares. Hold on a second, I do. You get hey, if you get it, that's awesome. I don't know that many people that get it. Okay, that's another story altogether. I don't know that many people that 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 get it, and we don't get it here. So when UConn okay, plays I, on I, TBS I, Sports, I, it's I, like, oh, okay. I tell you, Mike, oh, yeah. who, 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 
I, I do get it. So, um, you know, and, and there's a good AC, AAC game or Big East game. Yeah, I'll watch it. Yeah, it, it, the the AAC is just it, it's Act. it's just a ruined conference. And we, my friends and I, we were talking about this last night about you know what they can do and how, how they can make a comeback and how, how they can get. I mean, for most of the teams in the AAC are 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 from when the when the Big East split up, and that was when yeah. basketball was at its height. That was when basketball in the area. College basketball, it, you could make the argument at that time, college basketball was bigger than the than NBA basketball, and yes. um, you know that once the when the Big East split, I think it really did a number on college basketball because people, I, I mean, people don't even really talk about the Big East anymore, and they have Villanova who's the yeah. back-to-back champions. And nobody really talks about the Big East anymore. You know, they don't talk. They don't even talk about that conference. So it's um, it's a very college basketball is a very a very touchy subject. But I have gotten into it. I I have been watching yeah. a couple of the games. I watched Duke play. I watched Duke destroy Indiana last night. Um, oh yeah. So you know, uh, Duke Duke just looks so good. I. It, it it just it makes you know it just makes it not that much fun to watch when you see all you you see all these top guys going to going to the same program and you don't really they don't really have a rival they don't really have somebody who can step up to them so it, it it'll it'll right. make it interesting you know I'll be interested in March because who, who's not you know everybody's into March Madness but I'm not I'm I don't get too thrown too out of control about college basketball. Like I'm not, I'm not too worried about it, but, um, you know, I, right. I Seton, Seton Hall is, is still a big East team. So I, I do, yes, I do like to, I would like to see the, I'd like to see the pirates have, have a good season for once. My home state. There you go. 20 minutes from my house. So, Everybody's got an opinion, Lou. So before before I uh, mm-hmm. let you get out of here, let me ask you: um, Oklahoma or Ohio State? Uh, okay, uh, I'm gonna go on the limb here. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Ohio State. You think Ohio State? So so you think Ohio State is the better team after their? Uh, they're sixty-two points, sixty-two to uh, I think it was sixty-two thirty-four, sixty-two thirty-nine victory over over Michigan. You you think that's good enough to push them in into the college football playoff? Well, if we're up to me, yes. But you know how the committee feels about this. What bother? What bothers it, me? I, I heard. That, some... No, go ahead. Finish up, Will. What bothers me is that, of course, there's a there is a team out there, even though they're lower ranked, barely. Uh, but just deserves just as much a shot to be in as anyone else, and I think you know who I'm talking about. I I I think I do, and I think um, as I know you have listened, you've you've listened to this program since uh, since we started the season. We have been all, we have been pushing that team since since the first week of the season and saying they need to get their respect. They finally get some. They finally get breaks to go their way. 
and they lose their quarterback, and it gives yeah. the uh, committee an excuse to not raise them in the rankings, which I, I'm gonna, I'm going to get to. I'm going to get to later on when we do our college football and I get into the rankings because that's I I just have such a problem with that. But I also have a problem with um, you know the the way the the committee has treated Oklahoma and Ohio State. Um, mm. I will I I mean you could make the I can make the argument on both sides. I, I can make the argument between both teams. For me, for me personally, I think Oklahoma is the better team. Uh, I've seen them play. I've seen them probably as many times as I've seen Ohio State play, and Oklahoma is electric on offense. They they are dominant on offense. Yes, their defense is terrible. Yes, they give up a lot of points. But they also score an immaculate number of points. So that tends me to say, all right, if if they were to play in a playoff game, you know, all right, so if, if they're if they're gonna give up a lot of points, that's okay because that offense is gonna score a lot of points. I've seen I haven't seen Ohio State be dominant at any point in any, you know, Yes, they put up sixty something points against Michigan, and everybody else, everybody I've been watching and everybody I've been listening to has said, "Oh, Michigan, they scored all these points on the best offense." I told you last week, Michigan hasn't been tested yet. They haven't been tested down the field. What did Ohio State do? They threw the ball down the field, and Michigan couldn't stop it. That's so. In that case, I didn't see something out of Ohio State that I didn't expect. Um, However, the committee made a very interesting point about Ohio State. And I was listening to the chairman talk last night, and he said, Ohio, uh, he said, Oklahoma, that, that the majority of the committee. So Oklahoma has the better resume and has the be- has the better um, – I, I, for, I forget the, the actual term that he used, but he said, he said o- Oklahoma has the better, uh, better resume than Ohio State. And I had to sit there and look at him, and I'm, I'm trying to figure this out. I've been trying to figure this out for the last 24 hours. How does Oklahoma have a better resume – when Ohio State has wins over Michigan, which the committee ranked seventh, Penn State, which the committee ranked, oh, I, I believe it was 12th. And they also have all the games that they played in the Big Ten. They have TCU. If you go down Oklahoma, and, and people have challenged me on this and said, well, no, and people have said, "Well, who's their who's their next biggest win?" And I have to look back at them and say, "Look at Oklahoma's biggest wins. Oklahoma's biggest wins don't even come close to who Penn State has beaten or who Ohio State has beaten." So I don't understand how you can look at them and if you looked at them and said, "We think Oklahoma's a better team on the field," 
I would agree with you. But it, you cannot argue that their resume is better because Ohio State kills them in the resume. Right. And I just think that's that's an important that's an important part of it. But another theory was was thrown out there today, and I I, I think it's absolutely true. And you. Uh, Lou, you you were you talked to us back before the season started when we were talking about the Urban Meyer situation. I think the NCAA and the committee, if they have a reason a reason not to put Ohio State there, they will they will do it for one reason. And we've talked about what that reason is, Lou, yes. and that's the head coach. They don't want the NCAA does not want to deal with that unless they have to. If they have an Oklahoma, if they have an Oklahoma there, if they have a Georgia, if they have an Alabama, they're going to put them ahead of Ohio State for no reason other than Urban Meyer, and they don't want to put a hot situation. What do you think about that, Will? Yeah, I think you happen to be right on, on that. I, I, I think it. I think it's dead. I think it's a dead on. Um, people will say, "Oh, it's a conspiracy," and they don't think like that. I, I, I can. I, I almost. If I was a fly on the wall, I'm pretty sure you would hear that conversation happen in the committee yeah. room, where they would say, "Hey, uh, is there a way we can keep them out?" Okay, let's let's put. Oklahoma's good enough to where they we can put we can put them in and and not have not have not have not not show not show that it's a complete bias, but we we can play it off as well. We we like Oklahoma just a little bit better, you know. It, it and, and that that's a, the sad part of college football is that those decisions that those that those decisions can be made. We call that favoritism. It's not even a favoritism. It's just a. It's a. It's a. It's a CYA, pretty much. Uh, or as some would say, cover your backside. Right, of course. From the from the NCAA, they just don't want to deal with. They they don't want they don't want that to over. They don't want. That situation brought up again. They don't want it to overshadow, um, you know, the playoff. And and I understand that part from a marketing standpoint, but that's not what this is a. That you know that 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 situation. And I I have to say we we you know we dealt with it. And anybody out there who hasn't heard that program, I'll have to look up the actual date of that program. But you can go on the um, blog talk radio and find the program where we had my friend Jenny on from, uh, and we, we did, we examined the whole situation between urban Meyer and his coach and the domestic abuse. We dealt with that on this program to me that that's all over. It's over. It's done with. It's like, okay, that happened. We move on. And, I'm not going to penalize the kids on the field for 
something that a coach that got fired did. I, I'm not I'm not going to hold that against the kids I've seen on the field because that's just not fair. I haven't agree. You're right. I, I I can't I mean I I can't state it any any better than that. But I know the team you're talking about. You're talking about UCF, right, Lou? Yes. Yes, I am. Just such a. I was so upset that Mackenzie Milton went down. And again, yeah. and this leads into my this leads into my point I was talking about before where um you know where I was talking about Ohio State where it you know, it's kind of the same situation where they're holding that injury against all the other players on UCF. You know, yes, Mackenzie Milton was the best player on the team. Yes, he got injured. But that doesn't take away from what the team accomplished. It doesn't take away from all the other guys on the field that stepped up. It doesn't take away from the defense that has played their played so much better against Cincinnati, so much better against USF. It, to, to say that, well, because they don't have their quarterback, they're, they're done – that's just not fair to the rest of those kids. Those, the rest of those kids have played just as hard and have put in just as much work to have people say, well, because they have a backup quarterback, we're not going to respect them. That, that's just not fair. It's just not a fair representation of, of, of what the season has been. And that's how I feel about UCF. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I still think they're getting shortchanged. I mean, just because they're not a top power conference, they can't rank them higher than what they are. I mean, I still, th- I still think that's that, that's wrong. I, I think I, I, I'm, I'm not too upset about where they're ranked right now because we know if they beat Memphis, if they beat Memphis at three thirty on Saturday, if they win that game. They're gonna jump over Michigan. Michigan doesn't have a game. They have. There's nothing you can say about Michigan left. That. So. So there. There is a path for UCF to get there. I do believe if they win against Memphis, they will jump Michigan. Then they will need some help from the other teams, and I. I, I think that's fair. I, I. I do think that's fair. That's fair to put them behind Oklahoma, behind Ohio State, because you can point to team. Because it's just like I said with Ohio State, you can point to games that and Ohio State has wins over Michigan, has wins over Penn State, Oklahoma has wins over Iowa State and West Virginia, and those types of teams. And UCF cannot say that they have wins over those kinds of teams. So I can see putting them down there. I just disagree with the people that say, well, they have no shot at all. If they come out, they play well, and they play exactly the same as they did, if Mac can lead that team and they look just as similar as they did with Mackenzie Milton, then UCF should be right back in the conversation and right back into, well, if, if – 
the three teams in front of them lose, they're going to be the last, last one standing there. So there's still a path. There's still hope. Yeah, there still is, but we'll just have to wait and see what happens on Saturday. We'll have to see. I mean, that's that's what Championship Saturday is all about. And yeah. um, all right, Lou, I'm gonna let you go and get to the rest of the show here. So, right. um, but you know, we got Championship Saturday. We got a big week in the NFL. So, uh, you know, we'll be back next week to break it all down. What does it mean? the final playoff, and then we'll be able to talk about uh, who's actually in the playoffs. So we'll do all that next week with you, Lou. How's that? All right, Chris. Thanks a lot. All right. Enjoy that Seton Hall basketball. All right. So there's Lou from Jersey. We, uh, we, like, talking to, we like talking to Lou because um, he brings up such various topics. So but before we got the phone call, I was talking about Baker Mayfield and how I feel about – and for anybody that saw this, I, I, I loved what Baker Mayfield did. First off, well, let's just start with what – I loved what the whole Browns team did, okay? Um, one of the – you know, the Browns fire Hugh Jackson. Two weeks later, Cincinnati signs – Signs uh, Hugh Jackson as a as a uh, I guess an advisor. He's an advisor to Marvin Lewis. So on the sidelines this week, Hugh Jackson is standing on the sidelines. Uh, why he ever made that decision? That was a terrible idea. I, I've heard this said uh, on multiple occasions. Uh, this in the past week, just stay in the booth. Just go in the booth. Go in a booth up top. You can still talk to Marvin Lewis in the uh, on the headset and do all that you need to do. But he should not have been on the sidelines. It, it, he he shouldn't have been there. It was just asking for something to happen. So a Browns player makes an interception, and what does he do? Hands the ball to Hugh Jackson, and uh, that was the start of the debacle that was what the Cleveland Browns did. So then the game ends, and the Browns win, and Hugh Jackson goes to shake Baker Mayfield's hand, and Baker Mayfield's like, all right, I'll shake your hand, but that's all we need to do. It looked like Hugh Jackson went in for a hug, and Baker Mayfield did not want to have any of it. He was like, nope. He's like, no, we'll, we'll shake hands, and then I'm out of here. Um, and then he was asked in the postgame about the situation, and he said, you know, I just – and he Baker Mayfield spoke his mind, which people can say, oh, he should be a professional, and oh, it's okay for guys to switch jobs. No, Baker Mayfield is allowed to say – this was a guy who was in our locker room. Now he's against us. That's 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 fine with Baker Mayfield feeling that way. It's fine with him saying, you know what? I don't need to be nice to a guy who is now working for the enemy. I don't I don't need to do that. That's fine. That's fine. Then he said, 
You know what? Then Baker Mayfield went the extra. Then he kicked it up a notch, went full Baker Mayfield mode, and said, you know, we have play callers here we can trust. That was a direct shot at Hugh Jackson. And um, I, I, I applaud Baker Mayfield. If you're going to make that kind of statement, good for you, Baker Mayfield. And just stick to it and say, you know, we trust the guys that were, were, are here, um, and we're not friendly to the guys who left us. And um, so Baker Mayfield does that. And all through the week I've heard, well, Baker Mayfield needs to be professional or Baker Mayfield, you know, Baker Mayfield transferred schools, so he he can't say people can't go get another job or people can't do this. No. Baker Mayfield can do exactly what he did. He's fine with it. All he has to do now is stay in that mode. He cannot go to the, I apologize, and I said the wrong thing, and blah, blah. That's, I don't want to see that from Baker Mayfield. I want Baker Mayfield to say, I believe in what I said. I said it, and we're moving on, and, and we're moving on with who's here. We don't care about people who aren't. That, to me, is full Baker Mayfield deal. That's what he needs to do, and that's how we need to go. All right. Uh, so that was the fun part of the weekend. Now let's, let's you know, since, since we ended on that note with, uh, with Lou, I'm going to jump into – I'm going to jump into college football now instead of saving it for the end. We usually save it uh, as best for last and, you know, do that. But I'm going to go, I'm going to go into college football right now. And I, I said this a little bit um, when I was talking to Lou about the college football playoff. And, you know, a lot of people want to be upset. A lot of people want to get, get into their – you know, uh, there are people on both sides that get upset. UCF, oh, they lost their quarterback. They shouldn't be anywhere near the top ten. No. And I've I've seen analysts on TV say, oh, we have to see what this team is without their without Mackenzie Milton. We've seen it already. We saw it this year. If you were paying attention to UCF. On your own network, ESPN, they played ECU without Mackenzie Milton. Mackenzie Milton got hurt against Memphis, and the next game, uh, Daryl Mack took over the team, and they were just as dominant as, as they should be. Does that mean Mackenzie Milton's not a great player? No, that's not what I'm saying. Mackenzie Milton is a great player. Losing a great player is tough to come back from. But to just say, well, because they have this new guy, um, we can't trust that team, that's just not fair to all the other kids. All other, all the other, I, I, I don't know how many kids they have on the roster. I think they have like 65. That's just not fair to those guys. It's just not, it's just not. And for people to say, well, you know, a two-loss team should get in over an undefeated. Look, that's a crazy that that if that happens, there will be fireworks, and we will have them on this show. We will, we will, we will go all in 
if a two-loss team gets in over an undefeated team. That if a if it's a one-loss team, I I can stomach that and I can, I can explain it away. I cannot explain two win a two-loss team getting in over an un, over a team that goes undefeated and a team that has gone back-to-back seasons undefeated. That would be crazy. Okay. Now let's get to the big point. We talked about this. Oklahoma versus Ohio State. Everybody wants to talk about it. It's what's in in college football. Everybody wants to know the debate. I've told you this when I do my rankings. I do my rankings based on what I've seen on the field. That's what I do first. And then if it's tied or close, then I go to the resume. And when I go to the resume, I look... I look at the teams that you've beaten. And this is one of the, the things I, I just don't agree with the um, committee. The committee looks at losses. They look at who you lost to. How much did you lose by? To me, I don't care. I don't care about that. A loss is a loss. I look at who you beat and where you beat them. They beat Penn State on their home field. They beat Michigan. They beat Michigan. They beat TCU on a neutral site. They beat with um they they've they've beaten Michigan State. They they've they've played teams. They've played a good Ohio State has played a good enough schedule to where their resume is trumped up. However, that being said, I said this before. I said this talking to Will. Oklahoma's offense is elite. Oklahoma's offense and Kyler Murray. I want to see that. I want to see that against Alabama. You know, if that's what it comes down to, I I do want to see that game. I do think that offense. I do think Oklahoma is going to struggle. Because of that, because their defense can't cover anybody. But I think that offense, that offense has shown they can make up for um, the deficiencies they have on defense. So um, that's where we go from there. But let's let's get into the big games this weekend, okay? So we'll start at twelve o'clock. We got the red what they're calling the Red River rematch. We got Oklahoma against Texas. What's on the line here? Well, first of all, it's Oklahoma, Texas. So anytime these two get together, it's, you know, there's a lot on the line. Oklahoma, a lot of people are saying, oh, Oklahoma has to win this convincingly. Oklahoma just has to win the game to me. They just have to win. If Oklahoma wins this game, they will be, uh, they will be, they will have the heads up. I don't think there's any way that anybody else can say, you know, if Ohio State blows out Northwestern, I don't think that's enough. I don't think that's enough to topple the Sooners. If the Sooners win, they're going to stay ahead of Ohio State. It's just how it is. Um, so then we go to three o'clock. Then we go to three thirty. The American Athletic Conference undefeated UCF goes against Memphis. Um, Memphis had a one 
you know, one-point loss. If you remember that game, they were up 30, I believe it was, I believe it was 30 to 17 or 30 to 14 at halftime. And um, Mackenzie Milton led a comeback. So this will be a test for UCF. And I think it'll be a good one to see what uh, what Daryl Mack can do. And if Daryl Mack can get this team to win this game, I think it puts them right there. You know my feelings on UCF. I don't have I don't have to say that. I don't have to tell any any listener of this program um, how we felt. You can just go back and listen to all of our shows this this season. We have been saying UCF is right there. UCF is right there. If Texas beats Oklahoma, UCF has a shot. Because then then all they have to do is beat Memphis and then let things play out the way they are. All right? So that's that's the um, American Athletic Conference game. That's how it's going to go. Clemson against Pittsburgh in the ACC championship game. Um, this is a game. This game could cause some some ripples. If if Pitt were to win this game, the big question would be what happens to Clemson. How far does Clemson fall? Because Clemson would have one loss. And you'd have to see where that where that loss puts them. I mean, if it's a one loss Clemson against a one loss Ohio State, and Ohio State's loss was to Purdue, and Clemson's loss is to Pittsburgh, I would take Clemson in in that argument. I think so. I think that, so. This is a big game. But I don't expect Clemson to lose to Pittsburgh. I think Clemson will blow, uh, will have that game well in hand. So I'm not too worried about it, but it is something to watch. Let's keep going down the list here for big games. And the other big game is the other big game is of course the SEC championship: Georgia versus Alabama. Now, the big story in this game will be what happens if Georgia upsets Alabama. If Georgia upsets Alabama, then I I don't think there's a way Alabama misses the playoff. I think if they lose this game, they make the playoff as the four seed. If they win the game, they enter the, seed, the playoffs as a one seed. The question will be, what will the committee do with Georgia? If Georgia beats Alabama, will they move Georgia all the way up to number one and have a rematch one against four? Or would they use that excuse to move Georgia up to two or three and that way get Georgia and Alabama to play different opponents and a shot at the rematch in the national championship? I think they would I think they would move Georgia up to 2 but in my in my own personal um my own personal rankings where I don't care about the uh I don't care about repeating a game if Georgia beats Alabama 
I don't care that they have one loss. You just you were number four and you just beat number one. You're gonna move all the way up. I would put Georgia all the way up there to number one. I'd have them as the number one seed going into the um, playoff, and that's and that that's the story right there. So, um, all right. So another big game to keep an eye on in college football this weekend is in the Mountain West Conference. Boise State versus Fresno State. And why is this a big game? It's a big game because if UCF loses to Memphis, then the winner of the Mountain West Conference will be in a New Year's Six Bowl game. Now, let me explain how that works because some of you might not understand or not know this part of the rankings. How it works is the group of five gets a spot in a New Year's Day bowl game. But you have to be the highest ranked conference champion from a group of five conference. So either one of these teams, Boise State or Fresno State, is going to be the higher ranked, highest ranked team. And if if UCF loses, UCF could be ranked higher than boy than than either of these two teams, and but they would not have that they would not have the conference championship, so they would not make a New Year's Six game. It would go to one of these Mountain West Conference teams. So that's how that's how the schedule that's how the uh, process works. And that's why this is a big game. This only becomes a big game if if Memphis were to win and UCF were to get upset. All right. So now let's go to just the other um, the other games involved. We talked about, um, well, we didn't talk about the Big Ten yet. So let's get to the Big Ten. We kind of touched on it, but we didn't. Ohio State versus Northwestern. Uh, I want to thank uh, the Snowman. I, uh, for those of you listening on Arena Sports, you know the Snowman in the mornings. Um, I went on Snowman's show the other day. I'll be on again on Friday to discuss uh, college football. But we talked about the Big Ten Championship because Snowman is a big Northwestern fan. So we we had a big Northwestern discussion. Um, and again, if you want to listen to that program, go find the Snowman in the Morning uh, page on Arena Sports Network, and you'll get the show there. Um, however, this game, and I, I, I told Snowman in that interview, and I truly believe this, this game will be won or lost by by Ohio State. Northwestern will just be there, okay? And that doesn't mean Northwestern's you know, not a good team or they're not going to play hard. Northwestern's going to play the way that they play. The difference is, but the difference in this game is which Ohio State team shows up. If the Ohio State team that puts 62 points on Michigan shows up, then 
Ohio State's going to roll. If the Ohio State team that gave up 55 points to um, to Maryland, if that team shows up who gave up almost 300 yards rushing to Maryland, if that team gets off the bus, Ohio State could be in trouble. And you'll know that by the first quarter. You know, if if the if Northwestern is hanging around, then that's their way to get make it make it a dogfight and get back into it. However, if if Ohio State comes out and blows the doors off, then it's going to be a long night for the Northwestern Wildcats. So that's that's the Big Ten, and of course. Ohio State, the Big Ten Championship is at night, so they will know whether Oklahoma won or not. They will know um, they will know Alabama, Georgia will be finished, so they'll know they'll know the scores there. So they'll know what they have to do to get to um, whether they have a shot at, at, at a college football playoff opportunity. So um that is an added feather in the cap of the um, of of the Ohio State Buckeyes. So that's your college football. We're we're going to be watching all weekend. We're going to be watching all day Saturday. Um, of course, we got the Pac-12 championship on Friday, which is pretty cool, but. Um, it doesn't really mean much. All it really means is who goes to the Rose Bowl. Um, and that will be between Washington and Utah, which, um, you know, Wash- I, I, I think Washington has the upper hand coming into this game. Um, we saw them play earlier in the season, and they beat Utah. So I, I, I think Washington comes in knowing what they can do. And if Washington can get to a Rose Bowl, I'm sure Huskies fans will will not see this as see that as a successful season because they thought they were playoff contenders. But to win your conference is always a big deal, so we can um, go about that. Um, we'll know we'll know what's going on there. Uh, and we'll be able to talk about it next week when we do our um, when we do our playoff playoff preview and we do our bowl preview. We'll uh, we'll get more into the Pac-12 because that really they're only playing for for bowl positioning at this point. All right, let's go. Let's switch gears now and let's talk about the NFL. Let's talk about the NFL. And you know how we're doing this um, now. We're, we're we're taking the NFL since we're after Thanksgiving. Since we are after Thanksgiving, we are starting to look at playoff positioning and the playoff races. So let's see what's going on here because for some reason nothing is happening. Okay. Um. Go. For some reason, this doesn't respond. Here we go. Now we've got it. All right. So let's 
So it's not letting me do that, so let's just do this. So we're going to look at this from the perspective of the playoffs. Is there a hotter team right now than the Houston Texans? The Houston Texans have won eight games in a row to get themselves up to uh, where they need to be. The biggest loss this weekend was the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, the Steelers losing at Denver was it's a game that that I think is going to loom large for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers had a shot at, at staying in the number two spot, getting a bye and a home game in the playoffs. Now they fall a game, be, uh, well, a half game behind the Patriots because they have that tie in there. But we know the Pittsburgh Steelers need home field advantage. I don't think the Steelers can go into Foxborough and do what they need to do to beat the Patriots. We've never, we haven't seen them be able to go into Foxborough and do it. We've seen them handle the Patriots at home, but as I've said before, until somebody beats New England, I'm not going to count New England out. I still think they're the uh, favorites in the division. Um even though they sit at second and probably would have to go to Kansas City, I still think the Patriots are the better team than the Kansas City Chiefs, especially come playoff time. So there's that. Then we're looking at the wild card. Right now, the wild cards in the AFC would be the Los Angeles Chargers and the Baltimore Ravens. Now, the Chargers are still fighting for the division, um, the Ravens are in a dogfight with the Indianapolis Colts. I told you last week, I think Miami sitting at five and six because of who they have on their schedule. Um, because of the way their schedule breaks, I think Miami Miami should be able to be the team that uh, works their way into a, a decent record to try to do this. So, um, so I'm thinking, I'm thinking the Dolphins are actually in a better spot, even though they sit at five and six and you know, only a game behind. They still play the Bills, the Jets. I think they play the Bills twice. They either play the Bills twice or the Jets twice. You know, can't play the Bills. They've already played the Jets, I think. I'm pretty sure that they have finished finished their games with the Jets, but they do play the Buffalo Bills, and I think they play the Bills twice. So the Dolphins are in a good spot as far as you know their their schedule and their division. So I would say the Dolphins are the team to watch. I mean, 
Five and six, Cincinnati, we've seen them just be a disaster the last couple of weeks. The Tennessee Titans have played well. They played well against Dallas. They played well against um, New England. And now they played well against New England, but they do need um, – you know, the Titans are going to need some help. They, they're behind – Indianapolis has been, you know, the shocker this season to where they are. You know, Andrew Luck is finally healthy. Um, Indianapolis is playing very good football. They could they could step in there, but they have a little bit of a tougher road uh, to get there as far as their schedule goes. I just want to see if we can pull this up. And here we go. I mean, you look at Indianapolis, they are on a one, two, I'm trying to count, but it's not letting me, three, four, one, two, three, four, five, five-game winning streak, very good, um, you know, but you look at their schedule, you look at their schedule, Jaguars and Giants are – we just talked about the Giants. Giants with Lou. Giants are an easy team. You know, Giants are not playing good football right now. So that should be good. But you look at the other game, the Jaguars, who knows what the Jaguars – the Jaguars are just a complete mess. When they're not losing games – when they're not busy losing, they're busy fighting the other team, and their best player, who just came back from injury, is busy getting suspended. So uh, I'm, I'm going to count Jaguars in. But then they have at Houston. So they have the Jaguars this week. Then they're at Houston versus Dallas. You know, they get Dallas at home. They have Dallas at home. Which will will, which will be a tough game because the Cowboys will still be fighting for their playoff life. Then they get the Giants at home, which should be a win, and then at Tennessee for that final that final game at Tennessee could be a game for who gets in between the Titans and the Colts. So the Colts have a very tough schedule left. Three out of their last five games here are, are tough games. So um, um, I'm just going to put that out there on them. Let me, let me see if what I actually said is, is correct. Yes. The Patriots, uh, the, the Miami Dolphins play the Bills, the Patriots at home, at Minnesota, Versus Jacksonville at Buffalo. They got three easy games right there. You get the Patriots in Miami. They've played well against the Patriots when the games have been late in the season in Miami. Um, the Vikings, who knows what the Vikings are. Uh, that should be a tough game. So they have two tough games, but they have three games that they should be able to um, to handle. Now I want to see, I want to take one more look, and let me look here first, and we're good. 
I want to see the I want to see the Baltimore Ravens schedule before I make anything. I mean, the toughest thing for Baltimore is they're they're starting a limited quarterback. Lamar Jackson is limited in what he can do, but the things that he the those things that he does he does exceptionally. So. I mean the Raven the Ravens are not bad. The Ravens you, you look at what the Ravens have left. At at Atlanta, Atlanta's done. So the question is what will Atlanta do? Will they pack it in? Um will they will they pack it in or will they just um or will they come out guns blazing and, and just Throw caution to the wind. Who knows what the Falcons will do, but it's at Atlanta. Could be a tough game for the Baltimore Ravens, but you know, it shouldn't be because the Falcons are dead in the water. At the Chiefs the following week, that could be a big game for who gets first place in the uh in the division. That'll be a game uh, that'll be a big game between, you know. People in New England will have their eyes on that game to see if they can get to the number one spot. So at the Chiefs will be a tough game versus Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, we know what Tampa Bay is. So the Ravens should be okay there. At the Chargers and then versus the Browns. So so two tough games for the Baltimore Ravens left. And then you throw in the Falcons and the Browns. Um, and you could be looking, so Baltimore does have a little bit of a tough schedule, but not, not that much, I think. So, um, that's the playoff scenario. I still think the Dolphins have the easier road. They're just a game behind. So... And Indianapolis is in the driver's seat because we know Baltimore is starting Lamar Jackson. And who knows what happens if Flacco comes back, if they can keep the mojo going. We we don't know. So, okay. Let's go to the NFC where the Saints and the Rams are tied atop the, the, the conference. Um, the Rams have... If the Rams win one more game, they lock up their division. So you're looking at you're you're looking at that. If you're the uh, if you're the LA Rams, you, you could lock the division up with a win or a Seattle loss. Um, so you're looking at that for for that. All right, New Orleans. New Orleans sits atop the, they, they look like the best team. Now, everybody in LA is going to be rooting for the Dallas Cowboys because the Rams can't win a head-to-head matchup with the Saints because of the loss. But if the Cowboys beat the Saints, the Saints fall to that two slot and the road to the, the road to the Super Bowl goes through LA um for the Rams. The Bears sit at third. Um, and we talked about this with Bill. I, 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 the Bears are a great team, 
But they're playing well. But I'm just not sold on them long-term and in the playoffs. I'm not buying in yet. I'm not buying that stock yet. If you want to buy, if you want to buy right bear stock right now, and you think it, you think this is where it is. You know, you think it's going to go higher. I don't think the Bears can play a lot better than they have. I think they've they've played the best football that they can, and it's gotten them to this level. Um, obviously, Khalil Mack is playing great, but I'm just not buying. I'm not buying that the Bears can do what they're doing in the playoffs. And right now they would be slated to play the sixth seed in round one. And right now that would be the Washington Redskins, which is interesting because the only reason they do that is um, they win the tiebreaker over Seattle based on best win percentage in conference games. Um, they win over they win over Carolina because they won the head-to-head matchup. So Washington is actually sitting at number six right now, and of course you've got the Eagles at five and six. You've got the Redskins can still get to. Uh, they could stay, the Redskins could end up winning the uh, the division right now. They're behind the Cowboys because of win percentage in division games, but um, you know that that will change because Washington will play Philly twice. Um, the Cowboys have Philly and the Giants left uh, in the in the division, so those games will end up. Counting and and counting big time for what how the NFC is going to break down. Don't count these Eagles out. I've said it all year. Even though they're laying in the weeds, don't count out the Philadelphia Eagles, especially with games in hand against the Cowboys and two against the Redskins. Um, the Eagles are in a position where they can make a move. And if they do, if they get hot at the right time, we know what happens if a team gets hot. All right. The Minnesota Vikings sit at five. How much would I love to have the Dallas Cowboys against the Minnesota Vikings in a playoff game? If that happens, uh, I hope my boy Sean Singh is listening. Um, he's a big Vikings fan, so we'll have to get something on the show. Um, you know, Talk talk up something on the show about that game. So, um, if that's if this is how it played out right now, it, it would be it'd be a fun time because I think we'd be able to go uh, go back and forth about it. But that's that's where we sit. As far as who's the who's in the best position, I said the Eagles are in a good position, even though they're at five and six and out of right now out of the playoffs. I also think Seattle is in a good position. Let me let me just take a look at Seattle. Let's bring it up. Let's bring up the NFL is all about matchups. It's a matchups game. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You look at the 
Seahawks, the Seahawks have the 49ers twice. They play the 49ers at home. Then they play the Vikings on a Monday night. That could be a potential playoff ceiling game. If the Vikings want to make the playoffs, they have to beat Seattle. If Seattle wants to make the playoffs, they're going to have to beat the Vikings. So something's going to happen there um, to go from that. And then, then they play the 49ers again. Then they play the Chiefs, which we know uh, the Chiefs at that point you know, second to last game of the season, will the Chiefs be going for? Uh, will, will they have things wrapped up and be able to uh, rest some players? Who knows? But right now, that's a tough game. And then they end with the Cardinals. So the Seahawks have three very winnable games to end their season. Uh, as opposed to, I want to see, I want to see one more team before I make this. And that one team I want to look at, the the one team I can't figure out is the Carolina Panthers. Every time I think the Carolina Panthers are going to, you know, are going to take take it on, take it to the next level. They seem to to flounder and not be able to do it, and they've lost three games in a row. Um, so what's the best? What's the best? Um, what's the best prescription right now? If you went to a doctor and said, "Doctor, I'm losing games. I've been losing the last three weeks. I need a prescription. I need. I need. I need to fill. I need a prescription to get a win." How about how about this? We'll give you the Buccaneers and then we'll give you the Browns. So back to back weeks they have the Buccaneers and the Browns. Those are two two should be winnable games. The problem with Carolina is they play New Orleans twice and Atlanta. Uh, again, Atlanta we don't know what they're gonna be, but we don't know what they're gonna do, but I'm gonna say Atlanta's going to be checked out by that point, second to last game of the season. The question will be, what will the Saints do? If the Saints have everything wrapped up by that, and that last game doesn't matter, will they go all out at home against Carolina to try to keep Carolina out of the playoffs, or will they just worry about themselves and try to rest some of their players? I don't know. I, I, I Knowing what I know about um oh, why am I am I blanking on his name? On Sean why am I uh, I should never be blanking on Sean Payton's name, but um you know, knowing what I know about Sean Payton, I think Sean Payton will will approach that as a work week and not not a Let's rest our players. I think he'll he'll do it by game, by in game decision, where he'll say, "All right, we're gonna go out. We're gonna, your starters are gonna play, and if you guys are blowing them out, we'll take you out. But if you're not, if you're not getting if you're not getting the job done, you're gonna play until we're satisfied that you are getting the job done. So um, I think they'll play that game. I think they'll still play that game straight up. Um, 
So that's the NFC picture. Um, I do think Seattle has the best road to the playoffs right now. Um, Philadelphia controls their own destiny. They have to sweep the rest of the division. They have to. Um, they have to beat the Redskins twice and the Cowboys in order to get in. Either way, either way they can get in. They have to win all of those games. So um, that's where Philadelphia sits right now. All right. Speaking of right now, let's get to let's do some. Um, Oh, that's why it's the wrong one. <laughs> Here we go. Let's do some let's do some game picks for this week. We will take a look here as we try to pull up the page, but it doesn't want to come up. I need the I need this page. I need the all right, so let's start Thursday night with the big game. We were talking with Lou about the New Orleans Saints at the Dallas Cowboys. The New Orleans Saints have not done well going into Dallas late in the season. I can remember a few years back, Dallas was um, New Orleans was ten and zero going into a Sunday night game against Dallas and. Everybody said the Saints are going to wipe the floor with them, and Dallas ended up winning, uh, breaking the uh, undefeated team. However, that being said, I do think the Cowboys, I I, I don't, I want to take the Cowboys here, but I I think the Saints are going to be too much. I just don't believe in the Dallas secondary. I don't believe – I've said this before. I don't believe in Jeff Heath at safety. I just, I just don't like him as a safety. Um, and I think that deficiencies in the secondary will be um, – will be too much for the Cowboys to overcome. So I'm going to, I'm going to take the saints seven and a half. I think if they do win this game, I think the saints win by, by, by 10. I'm going to take them by 10. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 27, 17 saints over the Cowboys. Baltimore Ravens at the Falcons. What? Uh, I've said I don't know what Falcons team is going to show up. So I'm going to take the Ravens here. It's a one-and-a-half point spread, so it's basically a pick-em-style uh, game. So I'm going to take the Ravens, and I think the Ravens win at 23-20. Miami at home against Buffalo. I'm going to take Miami. Um, Buffalo is getting a lot of love of late. Miami needs this to stay in the playoff race. I'm going to take Miami. Even though they're giving five and a half, I think they beat Buffalo by more than that. I'm going to say something like 27. 
I'm going to say 27-20. Miami. Chicago at the Giants. I've said, who knows, um, when Lou said that the Bears should wipe the floor with the Giants, I don't think the Bears are a team that can just walk in and play a game, walk in and the game's over. They have to play their way. I think they do play uh, the Giants well enough, though. I don't think the Giants have enough to beat the Bears. The, the Giants' offensive line is not good enough to block Khalil Mack. So I think he will um, dominate the game. So I'll take I'll take the Bears in that one, and it is a four and a half point spread. But I will take the I will take the Bears. Take the Bears, and I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the Bears. I guess I just like the score today, but 27-20, Bears over the Giants. Broncos at Bengals. Bengals have been hurting the last couple weeks. Denver coming off the big win against Pittsburgh. Cincinnati just. They, I, I, ever since we had. We had a caller on this show that said that asked if the Bengals were a top team and a top contender. I told him no, and they needed to show me something. Since then, they have not won a game, and they have looked pathetic in every game since. I'm going to take the Broncos here, and I'm going to take the Broncos big. I'm going to take the Broncos big. Again, I'm going to, I'm going to I like that number 27, so I'm going to go 27 I, I, I'm going to go 27-13 over the Bengals. So Broncos beat the Bengals. Let's head to Houston. Cleveland, Cleveland is Cleveland, is Baker Mayfield going to go full heel on, uh, bring, his, bring his heel status to Houston? I think he can do that all he wants. Houston's just a better team. We'll see Houston win that game. It's a six-and-a-half point spread. So we're looking at a game that I think, I think they win 31. I think they win 31-21. Rams at the Lions. We'll take the Rams here all day against the Lions. Um, Even though the spread's nine and a half, I think the Rams do much more than that. Probably win by 17. Somewhere around the realm of of 38-21, somewhere around there. I'll go with that. All right. Arizona at Green Bay. I'll take um, Green Bay 14.5-point favorite. It's hard to think Green Bay is 14.5-point favorite, but Arizona is so bad. I'm going to take Green Bay here. Aaron Rodgers, I think, is really upset at his team. I think he's going to come out and just try to shred this defense. So I'm going to take Air. I'm going to take Green Bay here at home. At home, the 14 and a half is a tough score, but I think they get it, and I'll take them 31. 
31 to 17. 31 13. 31 13 Packers over the Cardinals. My math was off there. Indianapolis at Jacksonville. I said I don't know what Jacksonville's team is going to show up. They're in complete turmoil. I'm going to go with Indianapolis continuing to get it done, um, beating the Jaguars, even though the Jaguars are home underdogs. We'll take the Colts and the points, and we'll take we'll take the Colts. I think the Colts win this game. Colts win this game 33-17. I I think the Jaguars just completely pack it in uh, once they fall behind. Carolina at Tampa Bay. Another big one, I think. Carolina is able to get this game. They need it for the playoffs. I think they will be able to get it. We'll go with it. We'll roll with it. Roll with Carolina. Jets at the Titans, nine and a half points spread for the Titans. I I think the Titans are able to get it. Vrabel knows the Jets very well from his days at New England. Um, So I'm going to go with um, the Tennessee Titans. I'm going to take the Titans, and I think it's going to be a 27 27-17, 27-17, that gives them the 10 points, winning that. Kansas City, Oakland is not going to stay close in this game. 14.5 point spread, it probably could be 21. The Chiefs are going to pour it on the Raiders. We know these two teams don't like each other. And that will will just prove more. I'm going to say 42. 40, I'll, give, I'll give Oakland... Um, 20 points, 42 to 20. Vikings at Patriots. This is probably the game of the week. The Vikings really need this game to stay in the uh, division race in the uh, NFC North, but the Patriots are too much for the Vikings. Um, I'll take the Patriots. I'll take the Patriots here, 30-24. to 24. Uh, We'll go 31-24. That, that gives us the coverage of the spread. So, Seattle against the 49ers at home. I don't think there's any way that um, Seattle loses this game. Um, but... <coughs> So I'll take Seattle, even though even though it's ten and a half, I still think they're that much better than the 49ers right now. The 49ers are too beat up. Seahawks are too good to let that happen. So there you go. Sunday night Chargers at Steelers. I think there's a lot, a lot of buzz around this game because of what Philip Rivers did last week and because of what Ben Roethlisberger did last week. But I am going to go with I'm going to go with the Steelers at home. I think it's a bounce back week for them, and the Chargers still 
have struggled against teams that are over 500. So Redskins at Eagles. Um, I know my buddy Steve is not going to be happy here because he knows if I pick against the Eagles, they'll win. But because of that, I mean, really, I would love both these teams to lose as a Dallas Cowboys fan. But since I know they can't, I would rather have the Redskins win and make it that much harder for the Eagles to come back. But that being said, I'm going to take the Eagles to win and cover the six-and-a-half spread. Just because I secretly will be rooting for the Eagles to lose and make it that much harder for them to make the playoffs. So I'll take the Eagles over the Redskins. And those, let me submit, and those are our picks. Okay. Let's go to the games on Saturday. Let's go to the games. Championship Saturday is upon us. Let's start Friday night. Friday night with the Pac-12 championship game. In Levi Stadium, Utah at Washington. I told you I like Washington here. I, I and I, I, I like them over Utah. I do like the Utah team. Um they have a wide receiver who does pretty much everything for the team and um does a very good job. I, I, I would take you know, I, I think Utah's gonna keep this game close. Washington's gonna pull away in the end. Um I would take Washington I think Washington 27, Utah 17. That's how I'm going to say that. All right, let's go to the Big 12. Dr. Pepper Big 12 championship game being played at at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, the house that Jerry built. Lost my page. There we go. Texas at Oklahoma, I think I think in the rematch here, a lot of people have told me, oh, Texas, Texas actually has a defense. Oklahoma doesn't. I had to remind some people. I had to remind some people of the way that game played out. A lot of people have looked at this and said, well, Texas beat Oklahoma. Texas beat Oklahoma, but they were Texas was up 14 points with five minutes left. And Oklahoma came back to tie it. That's how fast they can score. Watch this Oklahoma offense. I think they'll do great. Um, I love Hollywood Brown. Best nickname, one of the best nicknames in college football. We'll t- so I'll, I'm going to ride with Oklahoma here. I think Oklahoma gets the job done. Um, I think a lot of people are thinking, oh, it's going to be a back-and-forth game like it was last time. I don't think so this time. I think Oklahoma gets tech, gets the better of Texas. And I'm going to go so I'm going to go with Oklahoma in that one. So I got Oklahoma winning the Big 12 championship game. At 3:30 in the afternoon, we got Memphis at UCF. 
a lot of people are saying, oh, are saying Memphis, you know, they're saying without Mackenzie Milton, what is UCF going to do? I think, I think this is last time Memphis jumped out so far on UCF. UCF knows they cannot let that happen this time. They don't have the silver bullet. They don't have Mackenzie Milton back there to save them. They have to come out of the gate fast. I think UCF will come out of the gate fast. Last year, we saw this game in a championship game. It went down to overtime. The last game this regular season was a one-point game, so I I expect fireworks out of this game. But I'm going to take UCF. And they did not list did not list the line for this game, which is weird, but I would take UCF to win. Alright, Alabama at oh Alabama against Georgia in the SEC championship game. What can you say about this game? Somebody Georgia is fighting for their lives. Alabama, if they win, they knock Georgia out. Um, I'm going with, um, I'm going to go with Alabama, but I think it's going to be closer than people think. People think Alabama is going to come in and blow them out because Alabama's blown everybody out. I think Georgia keeps it close, but Alabama wins on a final drive by Tua again. So I think Alabama wins. Fresno State at Boise State in the Mountain West Conference. Last time these two met, Boise State got the better of Fresno State. I think it happens again. It's going to be on the blue turf. So we'll I'll take Boise State. Anytime Boise State's playing on their home turf, I will take Boise State. So I'll take Boise State now in Clemson, Pittsburgh. Clemson, 27.5-point favorites. Clemson is favored by almost 28 points in a championship game, and I think it's fair. (laughs) That's the sad thing. I think it's fair. I think Clemson wins this game something like, something that's probably going to be ridiculous. It's probably going to be like 45-17, something like that, over Pittsburgh. Now the final game. Northwestern at Ohio State. Northwestern versus Ohio State in Indianapolis uh, for the Big Ten Championship game. I think Ohio State found their mojo last week. Um, As much as I talked the other day about how much uh, Pat Fitzgerald does well, I think they have to try to keep this game close. (laughs) But I think Dwayne Haskins is playing too good for that. Um, they found their they found their guy in Paris Campbell who can be the speed demon. Um, they found this new freshman kid, number seventeen, who seemed to make every big play against Michigan. So I'm gonna go with Ohio State in this one. Um, so as much as I want to see, as much as I want to see Georgia, Oklahoma, and Ohio State all lose and open the door for UCF. 
I think Ohio State and Oklahoma both win, and we'll be talking about them next week about who made it to the playoffs. So, so that's the way I feel about that. All right, we got about 15 minutes left of the show, so we're going to call it a night. Um, we're going to call it a night, and we're going to get ready for the championship games this weekend. Of course, we'll be uh, we'll be checking them out, and we'll be uh, updating everything. So if you're listening to the show, you want to get updates uh, during the week, go over to Facebook, look up Fit Down Sports Show, uh, give us a like, and you'll get to see all our takes, all our takes in live time. Um because that's how we roll, and that's how we do it. All right, it's been fun, guys. I want to thank Lou for calling in. Um, And, of course, next week we will update the NFL playoff races. We will talk about the things that go on. Hopefully we get more heel moments from Baker Mayfield. Um, And, of course, we will be talking about Championship Saturday and the playoff that comes out on Sunday. So, all right, it's been great, guys. We will talk to you next week. Have a good one.